How do you navigate grief loss when it seems insurmountable? That sense of we all go through, like life is a series of losses, and sometimes it seems that there is a whole lot of despair and pain and suffering with that loss, and there are other times where the loss is something we celebrate. And that seems kind of weird to say that, but if you start to think through of the things that you're like, no, I need to get rid of, I need to lose, right? There are things that are positive about it, but what about when it's really difficult? And it's one of those moments where when we're looking at scripture, the psalmist constantly writes, and he's very real, assuming it's a he, but the writer is very real about the distress that loss, that grief can cause. And so if we're taking a look at it, it's, it should give us pause for how we ourselves navigate. So starting in Psalm 6, verses 6 through 7. I'm, I'm worn out from groaning. Every night I drench my, my bed with tears. I soak my couch all the way through. My vision fails because of my grief. It's weak because of all my distress. So in this moment, if we're thinking about how do we navigate when it seems insurmountable, the psalmist actually gives us the first step, which is being very honest about it, of saying, you know what? This is the place that I am in. This is what I am dealing with, what I am suffering. And then it goes, okay, so once we're real about it, like we don't like shove it aside or say, you know what, it's not real or it shouldn't be as bad. We acknowledge, we are honest about it. And then what comes next? And here's where some words of Jesus, where Jesus himself is experiencing intense grief and loss. It's at the very end of his life. It's right before he is arrested. It's out of Luke 22, verses 39 through 46. Jesus left and made his way to the Mount of Olives, as was his custom, and the disciples followed him. When he arrived, he said to them, pray that you won't give in to temptation. He withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. He said, Father, if it's your will, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not my will, but your will must be done. Then a heavenly angel appeared to him and strengthened him. He was in anguish and prayed even more earnestly. His sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. When he got up from praying, he went to the disciples. He found them asleep, overcome by grief. He said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray so that you won't give in to temptation. So Jesus is also being very honest very real about the worries, the fears he has, the suffering that he's about to experience, the loss of his life, the loss of everything that he has been building in the way that he is building it. It's going to shift and it's going to move. And so he is grieving in this moment. He is overcome by grief, but he's also grieving that his friends that he keeps encouraging, like, hey, you need to pray. Like, this stuff is coming. Stuff's about to happen, and they're asleep. They can't stay awake. And so there's also this grief 
of loss of friends. And yet he gives us something important about how to navigate through grief and loss. He prays. It's this conversation with God. And he's also still being very honest and being able to point out, even as they're listening to him, of, hey, you've got to pay attention too. And it's a moment of going, okay, who do I converse with? Am I conversing with God? Am I trying to figure this out? How am I trying to navigate through where it's, where am I finding my encouragement? Because Jesus keeps encouraging them in this, keeps encouraging them on the way through, not to stay stuck in the same spot, a recognition of how painful it is, but instead, what is the way through? And so for ourselves, who do we allow to encourage us as we go on this journey of life, as we experience that loss and that grief? And then he's going to give us something else that's kind of interesting. Jesus gives another perspective of navigating grief and loss. If we go into the book of John with the story of Lazarus and leading up to Lazarus' death, Jesus hears that he's sick. And then the word comes that he's died. And Jesus is again, he is distressed. He is grieving. He has lost a very close friend. And then he shows up in verses 40 through 44. Jesus replied, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? So they removed the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. I know you always hear me. I say this for the benefit of the crowd standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. Having said this, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet bound and his hands tied and his face covered with a cloth. Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Jesus did several things right here. One is he was present with Lazarus' sisters, with the community, present in their pain, honest about it. But then he does something interesting. He's going to bring life out of this moment. So he calls to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. And we may be like, okay, well, I'm not resurrecting anybody. I can't, I don't have that, that ability. But this should go across even if it's about somebody, if we're grieving, if we're, we've lost someone we love, about how do we bring life, new creation? How do we cultivate something good? out of what has happened? How do we bring love? How do we bring a new perspective into life that gives us a way to be able to thrive, to be able to move through, to be able to move forward? And then Jesus does something else kind of interesting that we need to be mindful of. Untie him and let him go. What are the things that bind us that we need to let go of? that as we're moving through grief and loss, there are gonna be things that come up that maybe we need to say, you know what, I need to set that aside. That is no longer part of my process. That is no longer because I am in need of a new perspective. I am in need of a different way of living and being. And so here with Jesus, we get this tension of looking for other things that we actually need to let go of. 
loss and grief happen, especially when it's around those things that we don't want to lose. And so for ourselves, how are we being honest? What is the conversation we are having with God? What is the conversation we're having with others? Who do we allow to encourage us as we go this journey, as we go through on this path of life, experiencing loss? And then what new life are we bringing out of it? What new perspective? And what are the things that, you know what, we need to say no more of and wave goodbye to? So what are the things that you will focus on today that can help you, but also help you on this journey with others, of being able to be present with others as all of us at some point go through grief and loss and are trying to figure out how can we navigate it? And so how can we navigate that together with the example of Jesus? Have a good one. Thank you.